If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. Welcome to the Episcopal Student Fellowship Weekly Sermon Podcast Recap. Y'all, I can't even get through the introduction without laughing. Um, We have uh, an incredible reading uh, from this past Sunday that I stumbled through in my sermon. Um, This week we are reading uh, Mark 9, 38 through 50. Um, This continues in what some call the hard sayings of Jesus. Um, really, he is teaching his disciples how to how to follow him, how to be disciples. Um, and he has some tough things to say, but we're going to unpack a lot of that. Um, and we're going to focus in on, on one of these things in this recap. But read along with me. This is Mark 9, 38 through 50. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves. And be at peace with one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, folks, um, this is an interesting reading. Uh, don't you agree? Um, I, I started off the sermon on Sunday by saying, um, you know, exorcism, check. Violent death, check. Masochism, check. Hell, check. Uh, Salt Bay, check. Yeah, this passage really does... Uh, have it all. Um, what is going on here? Well, I think we need a little context to open this scripture up. Um, like like most of scripture, um, you can just kind of glaze over this and just go, oh, well, that sounds difficult. I'm just going to move on until uh, I read something more comforting. Um, but if we just look a little bit beneath the surface, we find that um, there's this whole world that opens up to us. Um, so a couple um, con- uh, notes about context on this reading is that um, these readings are all kind of uh, stacked together in this section in Mark um, where Jesus is talking about discipleship, and that's what um, that's the section we've been in and will be in for another couple weeks. Um, and something that Mark kind of um, gathered all these sayings together and put them in one spot 
because in other in in the other gospels in uh, in Matthew and Luke and John these sayings are kind of spread out um, that Jesus does say things similar to this in the other gospels but they're but they're a little more spread out um, like for instance the the part about salt um, in Matthew that comes uh, during the Sermon on the Mount um, and so it, it's kind of it's theorized that um, that Mark gathered all these sayings together and just kind of threw them all in at once. Um, so because each of them is a different saying, if we treat it as such, then then they each kind of need a little time uh, to unpack. Um, but I just want to really talk about one, and I feel like that um, the bit about stumbling and hell and unquenchable fire and cutting off things and and being thrown into sea with a millstone, I feel like that paragraph really holds uh, a lot of the of the weight um, of this passage. So let's talk about them real quick. Um, first off, um, Scripture often talks about stumbling blocks uh, in the Psalms. Um, that a stumbling block was seen as um, as a sin, really, as something that is keeping someone else from God, um, whether that's idols or um, some kind of, uh, you know, subversive trickery of, of keeping someone else from uh, coming to know uh, God. And, um, and that was seen as a, as a, as a, as a great sin, um, as something really bad um, in, in Judaism. Um, and so uh, he says, Jesus says to his disciples, um, you know, if you do that, it's it'd be better for you to just like go ahead and and be drowned in the sea. Um, that's a terrifying image, um, especially for his Jewish listeners, because uh, it conjures up these images of Jonah being swallowed by the great fish, and it goes all the way back to creation, and that at the beginning there was chaos, and and the chaos was kind of represented by deep waters, and so. Um, sometimes that's referred to as Sheol, you know, like just like the depths of the earth, right? Um, darkness. Uh, and that is terrifying. Uh, so to keep a child, another child of God, someone who is created in God's image, um, to keep them from, uh, from coming to Christ, from, you know, coming to know God, um, Jesus says this has some pretty serious spiritual ramifications for us um, as disciples, that if we're walking in Christ's way, we need to remove obstacles um, that keep people from coming to him. Okay, so the next one, um, he says, if your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. Uh, it's better for you to enter life maimed. Um, then to go into hell with two hands to unquenchable fire. Well, what is he talking about there? Um, first off, um, he doesn't mean any of this literally, I, I don't think. Uh, I th this is all um, allegory and, and, and Jesus taking hyperbole uh, to the nth degree. Uh, nowhere in Judaism does it say uh, that, that, that self-mutilation or masochism is acceptable. In fact... Um, it, it's, it's in Levitical rule, um, that you're not supposed to do that. So, um, so what is he saying? He doesn't mean that you actually have to cut off a hand or a foot or an eye. 
um, what he what he is saying, I think, is he's setting up this um, allegory, and I think the key word here is hell. That um, the word for hell that he uses is Gehenna, which is a slang term for um, an actual place uh, outside of uh, Jerusalem uh, in a valley called the Hinnom Valley, where people would throw their trash. It essentially was a garbage dump. And so this was the slang term for garbage dump. And in um, uh, Jeremiah's time, uh, the prophet Jeremiah, um, when he came back um, from uh, from the Babylonian captivity, um, there had been practice of, of human sacrifice in this ravine. And so you can see that literally there were human hands and bodies and feet, um, maybe gouged out eyes. Good Lord, how dark can we get in this passage? Um, that those things were actually in that valley and that trash is often burned. And so sometimes there was a constant fire going on in that place to manage um, all of that like putrid garbage and refuse. Um, and so the fire was, was unquenchable. It was constantly going for just for human sanitary reasons. Okay. So all that said, we can see, okay, Jesus is referring to an actual place. Um, and he's saying it's better, um, it would be better for for you as a disciple to just kind of hurl yourself into that garbage dump if um, if you're causing someone else to stumble or um, if there are stumbling blocks in our lives. Um, so what is, what is Jesus talking about? Well, I think that Jesus is talking about this is a heart issue, that this is a spiritual issue. And that we all stumble, that we all have stumbling blocks. And sometimes those are unrealized or by accident. And sometimes they're on purpose. And sometimes there are things that we, uh, that we put in our lives, that we put in our hearts, that we put there ourselves that keep us from God. And so, I think that hell is a real place and that it is a place that we create for ourselves. We create a hell for ourselves when we deny the truth of God's salvation and mercy and grace and forgiveness and love through Jesus Christ. That when we deny that truth, we put ourselves in a literal hell. And that when we deny that truth, we can turn and walk away from it. And and hell becomes a real place. And so we are putting ourselves in Gehenna. And Jesus is saying that following him means embracing that truth and not keeping it from others, but sharing it with them. Um, and that adds saltiness um, to our lives. That enriches and flavors the world. One of my um, one of my favorite 
uh, and he's quite controversial uh, theologians. Um, one of my favorite theologians is Rob Bell. Um, and um, controversy aside, he has said some really, I think, orthodox and good things, um, especially on hell. Uh, in his book, Love Wins, um, he says this, In reading all of the passages in which Jesus uses the word hell, what is so striking is that people believing the right or wrong things isn't his point. He's often not talking about beliefs as we think of them. He's talking about anger and lust and indifference. He's talking about the state of his listeners' hearts, about how they conduct themselves, how they interact with their neighbors, about the kind of effect they have on the world. So he's setting up hell as this juxtaposition against the kingdom and what it means to follow Jesus. And yeah, we have free will. We can, we can deny that truth. We can deny this truth of, of God's salvation. We can even unknowingly um, deny it by giving in to anger and lust and indifference, as Rob Bell says. And we can deny all of that straight to hell. So, it's interesting that Jesus is saying, these things aren't really pleasing to God. And it kind of goes back to our other readings from this past month, and these readings in the middle of Mark, Mark 7, 8, 9, and 10. That Jesus is setting up that following him means something different, and it looks different to the world. That these things that the world says are important, like our definition of greatness, or what we think it means to include people um, that we're that really we're not, and that really we're not having that success is different um, in the eyes of the world. That these things aren't really pleasing to God, but what is pleasing to God is discipleship. And instead of offering human sacrifice of cutting off hands and things like that and throwing it into a garbage dump, that oh, what our what the sacrifice that means more to God is is discipleship. And that is our offering to God. And that is pleasing to God. That embracing that truth fully, turning into it, bringing others to that truth, spreading this gospel, that's discipleship and that is pleasing to God. And it's also comforting to know that just by Jesus' incarnation, he's with us. And that God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. When we stumble, none of us are without sin. We're all broken. And we all sometimes walk that other way away from the kingdom. But it's comforting to know that even in this disobedience, that God is still with us, that Jesus is walking alongside us.
I hope that you will take this scripture to heart this week um, and that as you move about your week, as you stumble, as you trip, as you get tripped up, as you might trip other people up, that it's important to ask forgiveness in, and that we go to God and that we unburden ourselves through things like the confession um, that we say every Sunday, that we are able to say, God, please remove this stumbling block from my feet. Or to say, God, I'm so sorry that I didn't love my neighbor well and that I put this stumbling block between them and me. But just know that nothing we ever do will make God love us less. And that despite all of these trip-ups, all of this stumbling, God still loves us and calls us his beloved. Thanks a lot for listening, and I hope you tune in next week. Just a public service announcement. Um, Bishop Ann Hodges-Koppel will be with us this week, and we are confirming four members of our community, and we're really excited about that. Um, the first time in a long time um, that Episcopal Student Fellowship has had confirmations, and this is our first bishop's visit, um, and we're really excited. So I'll be coming at you next week um, with a recap of Bishop Ann's sermon, um, and we really are looking forward to that and hope that you'll tune in next time to hear what Bishop Ann says um, about Mark 10. Uh, I would say an easily an, an, an equally challenging, um, not easy at all, uh, gospel reading. And um, we'll love to unpack that some more. So thanks a lot for listening and hope you have a great week.